Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with host Dalvin Sharman and Chris. Like our Facebook page, NY Just Fans. Follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with another new episode. Um, this is our regular episode, so let's get to it. Uh, just signed Telvin Campbell. <clears throat> sorry. Um, signed Tevin Campbell. Coleman. Uh, to a one-year deal. Yeah, uh, to a one-year deal. So um, I guess, Chris, if you want to, you can speak on it and how can it affect them maybe trying to draft a, a running back in the draft. Yeah, I, I, th- I think we're still going to draft a running back, you know, probably, you know, third round or later. It's good depth at that position in, in the uh, in the draft. Um, but, you know, Coleman's a good addition, man. Coleman's been in this system. Uh, he, he ran really well in the system when um, when he was with Atlanta. And um, that's why they signed him in San Francisco. And uh, they brought him in and he got hurt early on. That's what kind of really stopped him from really producing last year in San Francisco. But um, I think this was a good addition. I don't, I don't think the, the running back position in, you know, on our team is set. You know, I, I still think we need to add to it without a doubt, but it definitely got a little better with, uh, with Tevin, no doubt. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think, I think, I think um, somebody that that's, you know, taking a shot at somebody that did well in the system prior um, to um, coming here, um, his understanding of the system, he'll be able to teach the young ones, uh, guys like Josh Adams and uh, <clears throat> and what's the other kid's name? I'm, I'm drawing Hi, a blank for some reason. And, right, and Ty Johnson. I think Ty Johnson is one of those kids that I think that he's going to flourish a lot in a system like this. So, um, and like you said, Chris, um, you go and you pick quarterback you pick another running back late in the in the late rounds mid to late rounds and you know uh i know we've done the math and you could get your hands on a couple pretty um talented guys late um uh so it 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 just makes sense um i know a lot of people were were um kind of disappointed but i don't think there's there's real any reason to be disappointed here um I think, like like I said, um, I think this the situation could be addressed <clears throat> more heavily in the draft anyway, so it's not a big deal in my opinion. And uh, what the Jets can, um, since we close to free agent, um, no, it's close to the draft. What what could they um, basically try to uh, basically sign? Like, what's what's left that they could try to sign before the draft? Well, I, I mean, I think we're still we still got holes in corner, without a doubt. We still got holes at guard. Um, still use a linebacker. I think especially linebacker. I mean, we don't we literally don't have bodies there, um, so we definitely need linebackers as well. Um, another edge rusher wouldn't hurt either, <laughs> but um, I, I wish, and I, I think we we've talked about it a lot too that you know to add a veteran corner to our young corners would be great be entering the draft. So this way it takes a little bit of pressure adding, you know, more corners there. Um, and guards. I mean, our guard play was uh, pretty bad last year to say it nicely. Um, so we'd like to see a guard signed. There really isn't much out there. Um, and 
just by the way uh, Joe Douglas has gone so far in, in the in the offseason where he hasn't really gone after a guard. Other than Thune, he really hasn't gone too big for a guard. So he's kind of showing you like, hey, I, I like the options in the draft more than what's out there in free agency. Uh, I'm sure he'll add one before uh, for depth, uh, but um, I think he's looking squarely at, for guards in the draft early for sure, um, along with corners. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think I think in our in our draft episode with uh, with Andrew Golden, we spoke about the fact that <clears throat> they kind of tied their hands a little bit, not making moves at corner and guard because then it, they literally have to hit the the ball out of the park of drafting guard and corner in the draft. Which, as we all know, the draft is a crapshoot, so you're giving yourself a very small area to hit the the bullseye. The you know so. Um, uh, I don't. I still think they could pull it off because I think the the talent level at corner is pretty deep, um, scheme fit wise. Um, what I'm worried about is if they're trying to shoot for a guard, uh, somebody they could kick in at guard, and and on somebody that has uh, the elite traits coming out, uh, we might miss out unless uh, we do something drastic like trade back up or something like that. I'm not saying that's something that they're going to do. I'm not saying that there's a possibility. I'm just saying that it's these players are in high demand and we might not get our hands on certain guys. And a lot of the pure guards in the draft are more power-based guys and they might not fit what the Jets do. So, <clears throat> so yeah, they put themselves in a kind of a difficult position. So, uh, things have to turn out pretty well um, moving forward. But yeah, uh, for your question, Davin, um, there's not really that much going out there. Um, Nelson from, that was released from the, the from the, from the uh, Steelers was something a lot of Jets from somebody that a lot of Jets fans have been talking about the possibility of signing, but there hasn't been any kind of traction there. Again, like Chris said, it seems like they've, they're not really happy with what's out there in free agency, or they're just biding their time. One of them. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it might be just a matter of they don't want to, maybe the, these guys are asking for whatever their amount is, and the Jets, you know, they don't look at it that way. They look at, you know, if you're worth, if you think you're worth $8 million, we want to give you $4 million. And they're just going to wait it out. They're going to wait till their price comes down to them, and then they'll you know, then they'll try to sign him, I guess. I don't know. It, it is strange because we, we do need at those positions. There's a huge need, I think, <clears throat> corner, guard, uh, linebacker. I mean, and they haven't done really much, especially corner and guard. They've done just about nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they've added a couple linebackers, safety, all, all good moves. I'm all, you know, I'm all for them. I'm not saying they were bad moves. I, I like the moves that they made, but to me, like you, like you said, they've, they've basically painted themselves in a corner going into the draft. Like, okay, we, we have to get a guard and we have to get a corner, at least one of each, possibly two of each really, but uh, they need at least one of each and one and probably with our first two picks after the two pick, assuming that they take a quarterback at two, um, those next two picks have to be corner and guard. At least, I mean, listen, they might shock us and draft a running back and a linebacker or something. But 
it's it, it at least it's pointing in that way. It's pointing in that direction. I, I don't see any other direction it is though. All right. Um let's let's talk about the 17th game that's that's been going past that uh basically just happened uh just announced the other day uh the Jets will be playing the Eagles it, it will be a home game so basically the Jets will have nine home games and eight away games so uh Charmin how how do you feel about that and how will it affect teams going forward uh I I am I was I have never been in uh, agreement with uh, more games because I'm worried about the what like I'm worried about football being watered down or the quality being watered down. Um, I'm worried about temp, uh, injury. Um, you know, I'm I'm just there's a lot there's a lot in my opinion that that could happen that goes badly. I. I understand that the NFL is a business and the more money they make, you know, all, all power to them, but uh, uh, worried them for the players, you know, um, everybody wants to say, Oh, they make money. They make money. These guys break down, you know, um, they're not machines. So you can't expect them to all, you know, to perform at a high level across the board, all these games. Um, it's going to be games that we probably wouldn't want to watch. And uh, and I hope they find a way to work around that, but it's going to be difficult. The more games you add to the season, if you don't keep adding uh, a way for teams to get more talent on the field, which is already a hard thing to do. So, yeah, I I, I have a I have a, a negative look outlook on the whole thing. I don't, you know, they listen. The NFL is not very successful for you know. It's very successful for a reason. They, they, I, I'm just worried that they're pushing the envelope a little too far. I might be wrong, you know, and I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Um, but I'm worried. Um, um, there is a, a notable difference in the skill, in the position, in positions like guard and center and tackle, because I think there's less amount of practice. So when you tell me that you're adding another game, then that means people are going to start saying, oh, well, let's negate a little bit more practice now. And then what are we going to do? You know, with, with, the, with, um, with guard play and tackle play and center play in the NFL, you know, especially when it, it just happens to be one of the positions, the, the position opposite from these positions, are some of the more talented and more athletic position um, players now. There is more three techs and two two techs and th four techs in the NFL that are ridiculously athletic and has a lot of and have a lot of talent than there are offensive linemen. So, I'm 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 just worried about that. That's my stance on that. Uh, you know what? I agree and. And to, to make it even worse, you know where this is going. I mean, this is going to go to an 18th game. That's that's what it, it'll eventually get to. It may not happen in the next couple of years, but I, I'm assuming, and then you know, maybe the next um, the next time they work out a contract or something, a player's contract and stuff, a union contract, excuse me, that might be in it to go for an 18th game because that's where it's eventually getting. There's no way they're going to stay at 17, you know, at an odd number. Uh, they're going to push for that 18th game down the road. So that's where we're going. Um, I just hope 
to what you're saying, I mean, maybe they got to expand the roster too. You know, I, I mean, they, they got to do something to, um, you know, to, uh, to counterbalance this, you know, you, you're adding another game. You see guys getting hammered for 16 games and they barely make it to the end of the year. And now you're adding another game. So now, you know, now you got to really watch some of your players too, some of your veterans, you know, later in the year, you might have to, you know, sit your running back a little bit more or your, you know, maybe take your quarterback out, you know, early in games when they're, when which, there's a blowout. Which, which is what I'm worried about. Yeah. You know, exactly. it, it, you know, the, the sitting of players and stuff like that, because, Hey man, playing in the NFL is, 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 is they, like, they like to say, okay, you're going to take practice off because we have to play games anyway. Okay. So you're not practicing. And then now you're not even playing whole games now. So what's the deal? Football is not something you learn by sitting, standing on the sideline. You got to be playing, you know? So I don't know. Somebody yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but I just feel that this, this is not trending in the, in the correct direction. No, I, I agree. I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm with you. I'd rather stick to 16 games. I think it's, it's fine at 16, but this is greed. This is all this is, man. This is all about another game, more money, you know, maybe another playoff team too, eventually down the road. Um, th that's all it is. You know, it, it, that's, that's all it is. It has nothing to do about um, how the game is played or anything like that. It's all about money and how much more money they can make off of this league. Meanwhile, they're making God knows how much already. Um, it, it's all about money. And we're heading for an 18th game. Um, so I would think that's, you know, a few years down the road, but there's no way they're going to stick to the 17 games. I just don't see it. An odd, you know, it's going to be, you know, AFC getting the extra home game this year and the next year the NFC gets it and back and forth, back and forth. So, no, I think it's eventually leading to an 18th game. You know, we kind of seen this happening already, but um, I just hope for the players. I mean, to me, the players aren't fighting enough, I guess, but I hope, that if they do get to the 18th or when they get to the 18th game, they better start adding roster spots, you know, whatever it is, if it's the 53 man roster, you got to add, you know, I don't know how many more, but that's mm -hmm. something that the union and the league have to figure out, but the league has to give them something, you know? Um, so maybe a few more spots on the team, you know, more guys on the taxi squad or whatever the, you know, so I don't know, but something's got to change with that. Let's hope. Let's hope that the that negotiation goes in the correct direction. Also, where the players are asking for stuff that actually helps their cause instead of stuff that really, you know, is you know, is useless in my opinion. You know, right. I, I I still I still didn't understand the last time where they 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 argued about you know less practice time. I don't get it. I mean, I'm not an NFL player. I just feel like practice is something you need. Uh, you know, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Again, I might be wrong. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but that's just my feeling. My feeling is you take practice out and the uh, level of play goes down. That's just me. And, and now you're adding a game. It's just, it makes it even worse. Yep. So I, I don't know. I don't know what these people are thinking, but it's all about money. That's simple, simple. Definitely. <laughs> Yeah, um, let's let's move right along. Um, the big trade 
of last week before uh, Zach Wilson Pro Day was Miami traded with San Francisco. San Francisco moves up to number three. And then the Dolphins decided from number 12, they moved back up to number six with, uh, with a trade with the Eagles. Um, so, Chris, how, what, what was the trade details and how you felt about the trade? Uh, you know what? I, I got to say, what Miami did, you got to love what Miami – I hate – we obviously all hate the Dolphins – but we love what they did. I mean, to trade down and then trade back up into the sixth spot and gate, they're set up for the next, I don't know, what is it, three years now. They have all these extra picks for the, for the first round and second round. They are just loaded. And they could do almost anything at this point. They're basically in control because if, any, if whatever situation with Watson, if that thing ever clears up, they're going to be ready to go after him. Next year, if they wanted to, they could make a run at Russell Wilson, um, or they could just sit where they are and just draft really good players to add to a really good team already. Um, I, I think what they did was great. Um, San Fran moving up to three, they're telling you we're looking for a quarterback. Uh, they kind of said that when, you know, when they weren't exactly happy with Jimmy G anymore. So I like the aggressiveness there. They gave up, I think, two first-rounders, two future first-rounders to move up. Um, so that was a good move. Uh, now they're in position to get the third-best quarterback, basically, and whoever it may be, um, you know, depending on who we end up getting. And then Philly, uh, you know what? To move back six spots, they gained an extra first-round pick for next year. So they could very possibly have three first-round picks next year. Um, to go along with all their picks they have this year, uh, which I think is good too, because that sets them up for one of two things. It, it shows you with Philly that they're all in on, on Jalen Hurts for this year, at least. <laughs> Maybe not past this year, but at least for this year. And they're going to say, hey, let's see what you could do. So that's, that's good. So now next year, if Hurts doesn't work out, they could do one of two things. They could use those picks that they have now to move all the way up and draft whoever's going to be out there quarterback wise, or they can make a run at Mr. Russell Wilson, because, you know, we've been hearing about it this year that he might be moved next year. It gets a little easier for him to get moved. So maybe Philly's positioning themselves uh, to make a run at Russell Wilson next, next off season. If, if Jalen hurts doesn't work out, if Jalen hurts comes out this year and, and plays great, then I think Philly is probably going to be set at quarterback at least, you know, but that's a whole other, that's a whole other rough season, but, uh, and they're still at 12. They could still get a decent player, not decent, a very good player. Um, especially if five guys, five quarterbacks go in the top 10, which is starting to, which it's starting to look like. So you, you're definitely getting a, a really good player at 12. So I think, you know what, this is one of those trades that I think worked out for all three teams. Um, it also kind of sets us up too at number two, uh, for all those people who think we should trade down, that kind of gives you a, a window into what we could get, which is really awesome. A couple of extra first round picks for the next two years and maybe a two or a three somewhere down the road too. Um, so I, the one thing I did find odd, and I'll, I'll let you guys talk about the rest, is that San Fran didn't call the Jets supposedly to get up to number two. They only, they only called... Miami to get to number three. And what does that tell you? Uh, to me, that tells me really one thing that they heard that 
the Jets are set at somebody at two and don't even bother calling them because that's who that's what they're doing at number two I would assume but so if, but if I'm the Jets one more thing if I'm the Jets I would say you should still call me my phone is always on I've said that you know so I just found it odd that they didn't call them at all so what about what about the narrative because I think that's one of the things I haven't heard anybody talk about when it comes to this this the fact that the 49ers paid what they paid to come up what about the narrative that they literally think that whoever that that's remaining from the picks that whoever that's still on the board left on the board after the Jags pick and whoever picks at two picks right mm-hmm. they have such high regard for that person that they're willing to spend two first round picks to come up together meaning there's more than one quarterback that they have very high regard for right right because this is this is the question the 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 constant uh bickering between Jets fans on Twitter is that either Wilson is trash or Fields is trash how about the both <laughs> are very good or very high end prospects and the NFL has fallen in love with both of them to the point where the GM from the 49ers saw this and said even if the Jets pick any one of those guys I'm going to end up with the other one and I'm willing to spend to go get them. And this is, this is the, this is part, this is part of, in my opinion, this is one of the narratives that I haven't heard at all, which makes all the sense in the world, in my opinion, because when I look at both players, that's how I view them. I don't think there's that much of a gap between the two players. I think when it comes to experience, of course, Phil's has more experience. Um, uh, but when it comes to talent, they're pretty much close. Some oh, I, of, of course, they have yeah. their faults, but when when you weigh the two players against each other, in my opinion, they're not that far from each other, you know. So, so I I view I view the pick I view what San Francisco did as a a vote of confidence in the in the in the uh, in how highly regarded these prospects at quarterback are. So I see that that way. And I also see the second move Miami did as they have a player in mind that they needed to come back to six to get. Right. That makes all the sense in the world. There's somebody that they think that's going to fall to them at six that they're going to get. And on Philly's side, I think they're just um, trying to gather as much shots at this as possible because they are inadequate (laughs) talent-wise. They really don't have anything in the cu- the cupboard is bare. They have to get more talent. They don't have a shot if they right, don't. In- and and accumulating more picks, in my opinion, is the way to go for Philly. As one of those teams that just need to get more players on the field. Yeah, they're they're in a total rebuild right now. They and they they got to get younger. They got a lot of older guys on that team. Um, and the thing with San Fran, I mean, at least the word that's going around. Uh, is that they're they're aiming for Mac Jones at three, which I I mean, <laughs> to me I wouldn't have gave up that many picks for Mac Jones. No disrespect against him, but I think he would have been there a little bit lower. Um, I, I I mean I personally think it's for Justin Fields or or Wilson, whoever we don't pick at two. Um, I just don't know. I, I can't see them pick, you know giving up all that draft capital for for Mac Jones. I, I just. I find that hard to believe, but listen, 
<laughs> they know more than we do. And if that's who they like a lot for their system, then then go for it. You know, he's obviously really good, but um, I don't know. But uh, listen, we're going to find out in a month <laughs> what, it, what it's going to be, because we also got to see what, you know, what, what we're going to do it to. We, you know, we, we're assuming, or a lot of us are assuming that it's going to be Wilson, but you know what? It could be Fields. I mean, Fields showed you on that pro day what this guy is capable, physically what he's capable of doing. And if you watched his tape, you know, from there and some of the games he played, I mean, him and Wilson, I think, are really close. So they and, and the thing is on one of them. So the conversation between the two players is pretty interesting, in my opinion, because both players played long enough in college and have and for for there to have enough tape so you could actually see what they are. If everybody wants to say Justin Fields is not this and he's not that, this is an absolutely ridiculous, in my opinion. Yes, he has his flaws. But I, like, there's not that many prospects coming into the NFL that don't have flaws. That's why you're not, you weren't playing in the NFL the year before. It's because you're not NFL caliber. You're not NFL ready right now. When you go in and you start playing, you're going to be more NFL ready. It takes time. It takes coaching. You know? So, so um, I don't know, man. Uh, you know, we spoke about that uh, in, our, in our special episode, the fact that you know, where the criticism is coming from is ridiculous to the point where people have him dropping all the way to the second round, which is the, I don't get it. Um, and, and, the, and, the, and the Zach Wilson stuff, Zach Wilson is very talented. And again, he has his flaws. But the talent is just too, it's just right in your face. It's so apparent that, oh, you came out of nowhere. What? He was playing for how many years before that? Yes, he was injured. But you, if you watch the tape, you could see the growth in the kid. You could see him getting better and better. And then the, the um, 2020 was a culmination of everything he had put in the years prior. That's why he got better. Not just because his team was better than everybody else. Not just because he had a bunch of, he was playing a bunch of weak other opponents. This is ridiculous. Listen, if we, I think any scout could rip apart any of these prospects. You know, they could pick apart Trevor Lawrence if they wanted to. But so we could hear negative stuff about these guys or positive stuff. At, at the end of the day, at the end of everything, we have to hope that our guys, our scouts, yep. our GM has been watching these just the more film than us, obviously, they definitely are. <laughs> and they're looking at us, okay, yeah, he's not good at this, but he's good at this. And, you know, and, okay, we can make him better here. We can make him better here. And, and that's what it's about. And my, and my last, my last, my last, uh, uh, the last thing I'll say on this is, is this. When you're, uh, you're if you're building a, 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 a coach, a coach, uh, a bunch of coaches, you're sitting in a room trying to figure out what kind of quarterback you need to run a specific system or what kind of quarterback you want and how you would build a specific system around him. You go and you watch the film and then you project that kid's talent into what you think he would be on the NFL level and what you could do with him, right? Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about what so-called 
people on Twitter say about or their feelings towards players. It doesn't matter. If the Jets have sat down for months now, have trying to figure out what kind of offense they're going to build and which quarterback fits that kind of offense, don't tell me that you know better than the Jets. Now, if they fail at turning him in the quarterback into what they saw or the vision they had for him, that's on them. Then you want to kill them as much as possible after the fact because they not only did they pick the wrong guy for the system they were built, but they didn't do enough within the system to make him better. That's on them. So there's going to be ample time for this. All the hand ringing makes absolutely no sense to me. I, I, I agree. I totally agree. Um, and what's great is that we don't know what the Jets are going to go. Like we're assuming it's Wilson. Yep. But the, great, the great thing is we don't know. And then now San Fran moving up to three, you know, it, and then now, now we hear today that they put a, a first round pick on Jimmy G. If, if anybody wants him in a trade, they'll trade him only for a first round pick. Now that's great from them. You know, obviously you're moving up to three, you're taking a quarterback. So that should, that shouldn't be any surprise or a mystery at all, but Here's the thing. If they're saying they're willing to take a first round pick for Jimmy G, how is that? And then here's the other thing. They said, well, if we can't trade him this year, he'll start this year. And then whoever we draft will be ready for next year. Okay. How does, if Jimmy, if, if we're getting this news, obviously Jimmy Garoppolo is getting this news. How do you think he feels like, oh, you'll start this year, but we're going to get rid of you next year. You know, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I mean, I would have to say he's not exactly the happiest guy right now here in this. So he might say, you know what? Trade me now, now trade me, you know, force, force the 49ers hand now to, to definitely make a move. Cause I think he, he doesn't, he's got a, uh, what do you call it? A no trade clause, no trade clause yes. this year, but next yeah. year he doesn't, which yes. is, which is odd, but that's how his contract is. So right. obviously San Fran can move him very easy next year, this year, I guess he could say no to a trade if he really wants to. Right. Um, but it's still, it's and, kind of, it's kind of uh, very odd that they would just put that out there when the guys, you know, presumably is going to be the starter for the team this year. So I yeah, I, I mean, I don't, to tell you the truth, I understand where you're going with this. I really today, um, um, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, stuff like that happens in the NFL way too frequently. Um, teams having conversations about moving players whilst they're in their position. They do that all the time. But not in another year. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's but odd. Yeah. It's like you could start for us this it's, year, but next year you're gone. It, it's <laughs> you know? still, it, to me, it still doesn't like, I, I, you know, I wasn't really surprised that they said that. It, like, I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, the, the NFL, the, the thing about organizations, they'll do what's best for them and whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. They're not really looking to, to do the what's best for you. It's very rare that an, an organization goes out of its way to make you comfortable, make an NFL player comfortable. They pay you and that's it. They, they move you however they see fit. Uh, before, before we move on, I wanted to point out that um, there was a report on um, that uh, Steve Young, and I and and I listened to a podcast on a on a podcast or a radio station, whichever it was, actually announced that the Jets ha had committed to Wilson and recruited his family. Don't know how true that is, but when you 
but you take into account the person that said it, which is Steve Young, Hall of Famer, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play football. You know, can you doubt that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, move, uh, let's move along. Um, do we see any other draft day uh, big trades coming? Well, do we see any trades on the draft, either before or at the draft, that's going to be big? Possibly. Um, there's a couple teams in the top 10 or the top 15 that – uh, specifically um, Washington, I think we spoke about that, who really, their team is like kind of ironed out. They really don't need anybody at that position per se. Um, they could move back and acquire more picks if they wanted to, or they could take a, a better position or put themselves in a better position if they need to. Um, that That's a team that's, uh, that, that, um, I think uh, Andrew Golden spoke about too, um, but there's other teams too. Um, there's teams like the Patriots. They have a lot of capital. I know they're not they're not a team that normally does this or drafts um, try to move up or not, but um, they have a lot of capital. They have a lot of draft capital, and they need a lot of they have a lot of holes, and uh, they need a lot of talent. So you might see them make a move too. Yeah, I, I could see that too. I, I totally agree. Because um, you got teams that are in the top 10 or even the top five that yes. are right now is kind of set at quarterback, like the Falcons and yep. the Bengals. So they, yep. one of those teams could easily trade down, you know, and have, like you said, the Patriots, the Broncos, the Panthers, any of those teams move up. Uh, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Washington will need a quarterback eventually too. So if I, here's, here's my thing. If nobody moves into that top five, top 10, and those top five quarterbacks are drafted in the top 10, let's say, and right. none of those guys move up, I could see a team like New England, Pittsburgh, Washington, one of those teams trade up back into the first uh, round later on in the first round, like at the bottom to pick a quarterback then. So you could get your, your fifth year option with your quarterback instead of drafting him saying the second round, let's use Kyle Trask or Kellen Mond. If they like one of them, um, I could see one of those guys, one of those teams moving up back into the first round, you know, like say with uh, Buffalo or Kansas city, Tampa Bay down at the bottom, just to get into that first round. So you can draft a quarterback, get your, you know, your fifth, your fifth year option, that kind of thing, you know, which you don't get after the first round. So I could yeah, see that happening. Yeah, so, there's also a couple ultra talented players that might be intriguing if they're still on the board mid to late first round. Um, um, you know, um, you guys, I think I mentioned uh, the fact that I love uh, Awusu uh, Koromoa, the linebacker. Um, I think is really ultra talented. That somebody, somebody will want this guy, uh, Michael Parsons, uh, Xavier and Collins, um, the cornerbacks. Um, uh, there's a there's a chance that Farley falls because of his injury. He might he might fall, and if he's still there, that might intrigue a team to come up and get him uh, before somebody else snatches him. So there's there's gotta be or there there is enough talent around, in my opinion, that if the quarterbacks do go early and push all that talent down, 
there might in, there might be teams that are intrigued enough to take uh, pull the trigger and go up to get a specific player. Um, before we go, um, yeah, I guess I guess from Ian Rappaport, um, there has been a I guess a criminal investigation on Watson just now. So this it continues the Watson. The Watson show continues on. So, I mean, if y'all if y'all got something to say, um, y'all can go right ahead. If not, then just Ooh, let me know. It's basically ugly, and um, you know, I'm not gonna assume he's innocent. I'm not gonna assume he's guilty either. Um, it's just if 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 it's going to a criminal case, then it's getting really bad. You know, um, I, I just I don't get it. I don't understand it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it just makes no sense to me why this guy would do stuff like this, but um, it is what it is, man. I just, I hate talking about it because we don't know all the facts. We don't know what happened and all that. Eventually we'll find out, especially now it's getting obviously more serious. Civil case, you know, is just money. So that could go either way. That's a he said, she said type of thing. But once it gets into the criminal case you know now it's getting serious and now it's uh now he's now he's in some big trouble you know yeah uh, he in my opinion he was always in big trouble when that came out um because uh the the court of public opinion would have killed him even if it was just a civil a civil lawsuit or multiple civil lawsuits um he the the uh, pristine uh persona that he had is has evaporated in my opinion <laughs> that's it you know that you know maybe his family members still view him that way but that's it outside his house um everybody's looking at him with a questioning eye so so that was that and now with a with a with the courts or the law getting involved uh that's never a good thing man that's never a good thing so hey you know i mean Football is one thing, but your life is a different thing, man. I, you know, I, I hope the young man did not ruin his life forever and he gets a chance to actually live it peacefully, you know, but if yeah. he, if, if he did, if he did what he, they saying he did, he, he will deserve any, 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 uh, just justice that, that comes his way. So. Yeah. Especially if, it's, if it's getting, you know, if it's becoming a criminal case, that means it's, it's not about the money anymore. You know, now nope. people can't say, well, it's just a money grab and they're just looking to, to get money off of this guy. So it, it's, yep. it's just a sad situation, man. I just, whatever happens, happens. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend or I'm not going to say, yeah, he's innocent. This is all law, you know, all BS. And I'm not going to say it the other way. He's definitely guilty. You know, we have to believe the women. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of a no comment because I don't know what to think. You have to. You don't have, you don't have a choice but to yeah. be a no comment. And I think a lot of people, everybody does jump into conclusions. This is the problem here. I think people keep forgetting uh, um, what what uh, uh, you know, not uh, uh, that you that you're not guilty until uh, you're you're innocent until proven guilty. Not guilty on on you know, it's not the other way around. You know, give the law a chance to figure out what the hell happened and then afterwards we have again we'll have it's everybody just loves this 
quick reaction stuff. This is not how life works, man. We don't we don't get to find out everything and know everything instantly. You know, I know the way society is now. Everybody's getting all that information at once, but that's not how stuff works. It takes time. Let the let stuff play out, and then we'll have ample time to comment after the fact. All right. Um, that's it for the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast, Facebook, like the sorry, Facebook, like the like the page, and watch Just Fans. Um, we do this for y'all every week. Till next time, take a fight. Take a fight. Take a fight.